We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. The reward for January should be summer, right? It shouldn't be February. Anyway, the weather this week, it is going to be much better, and it is a little later coming than we thought, but we will see highs in the 40s and 50s and possible precipitation maybe towards the end of the week. Well, this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Nebraska Prep Equipment, and our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up in the show, we are getting you ready for Valentine's Day, so you will have no excuses. We have Sarder Heyman Jewelry in the studio at the top of the show, and this might maybe give you some gift-buying ideas. And then later in the show, Anthony Benelli from Momo's Pizza will be in, and I'm in favor of food on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but to get into Momo's, I bet you have to make it like... A, like you have to be like flexible about those days around Valentine's Day. Good point, Robin. Good point. Well, let's let's start off with our first guest. We have Megan Bertle with us from Sarder Heyman Jewelry. She is um, the voice of experience down there, has been with them for a while. And I understand you're one of the top salesmen at Sarder Heyman. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How long have you been there? 16 years. 16 years yeah. this month. So you know this business, don't you? Um, and run down for everyone real quick. You don't have just like one store or two. I mean, tell us where your locations are. We have three locations. We have one in Grand Island, our headquarters location on 12th and O downtown. And then we have a location at South Point Pavilions. Well, a lot of people are going to get engaged for Valentine's Day. So if someone hasn't shopped for wedding rings before, or maybe it's been many, many, many years, um, I am curious about the design. Like, what what is the trend now? Or or is Lincoln traditional and it never changes? I mean, I'm sure things change. They change. They definitely yeah. change. Uh, simple classics is really what we're seeing. People are really into the simple solitaire, the diamond in the center is the focus of the ring um maybe a few little diamonds going down the side there's always a variety sometimes brides come in and they mix it up and they want something totally unique which is really fun too but on average most of the customers that are coming in are wanting something really clean and classic and i love it hmm. so uh, you've you must have had trends in the past where it got kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if weird is the right word but i mean um Gold colors shift a little bit. You know, rose gold was in for a while. It's phasing out a little bit. Yellow gold is coming back into style. Um, halos are kind of going away, and that was a trend for a really long time. Okay, for somebody who doesn't know what Who's a halo is. Who's been married is. for 30 years yeah. and doesn't know <laughs> what a halo is. Bro, the... <laughs> So, Define halo for me. Yeah, so a halo is just a little like circle of diamonds around the center stone. It oh, kind of okay. enhances the center stone, makes it look a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So just a solitaire is the thing. Are are do people put different stones in, or was that maybe part of an experimentation stage that you know, like something other than a diamond or that shifts in and out too. Colored stones and come and go. Um when William and Kate got married, uh, or engaged, uh the sapphires kind of had a moment. Oh, we were seeing lots of yeah. those. Um, 
But for the most part right now, we're just seeing diamonds, natural and, and lab. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that you have some special things going on, you know, just other gifts in the store for Valentine's Day. That We do. We have um, some new merchandise in for the holiday. Uh, we have a full Valentine's Day catalog that will go out as a mailer and is also uh, viewable on our website. And then um, we give away a free dozen roses with purchase of $99 or more, which is kind of fun. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's a good deal. Wow. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we were talking before you came on the air that, you know, men are procrastinators. <laughs> really? Is that is that what you have found uh, when it comes to Valentine's gifts? We kind of yes. wait till the very end and uh, come rushing in and say, help us, help us. Very much so. The last few days before Valentine's Day will be chaos. We are always prepared well in advance and then are always kind of shocked by the busyness right up until the holiday. Um, but that's fine. We are prepared. How, happens every year. how often does it happen that the diamond is a surprise? I mean, it, are the brides like 99% of the time along for the visit? Or do, do guys pop it on as a surprise and pick it out themselves? Both. Um, there's really no right or wrong way to do that. Is a it lot of 50 50? Yeah, I would say 50 Is it really? 50 50. Maybe a little more bride being involved, more, maybe more of like a 60 40, but um, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And really, um, it's very low pressure. We'll make anything right. If you pick out something and she, for whatever reason, doesn't love it, we'll help make it right. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, we want you to get it right the first time, obviously, and uh, walk out the door with something that you love and that she loves. But, I mean, if you're kind of winging it and you don't really know, we can go with something really simple, really clean, really classic. That's the trend right now anyways. And then um, jazz it up if she wants, you know, after after the moment's made and the ring's on her finger. And if, if someone wants a customization, how long does something like that take? Depending on how complex it is, um, you know, we are usually six to ten weeks, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So custom does take a little, yeah, if you're wanting something custom, please give us a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting. We really appreciate you coming in. Um, that This has been Megan Bertel from Sarder Heyman. She works in the downtown store, but there is one at South Point Mall. Yep. Um, so if that's closer, you can stop there. Coming up next, we'll be talking to Tony Benelli at Momo's Pizza, too, so you can add some food to the occasion. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate here and... Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. Last segment, if you missed it, by the way, it is on podcast. Last segment, we had Sarder Heyman Jewelry in to talk about what kind of ring to buy if you happen to be getting engaged or what kind of gift to buy for Valentine's. And along with that comes the food. Yes. <laughs> and we talked a little bit with our next guest before we came on the air, and you were right about the flexibility issue. Uh, you're going to have to be flexible on the day. Lincoln's restaurants are, are going to be packed. Um, we have brought in, um, I would say, Broadcast House's best-loved restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> Momo's Pizza, Tony Benelli. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Good. Is, now, is Valen somebody likes us. <laughs> is Valentine's the, the busiest holiday, you know, or is New Christmas? Year's Eve or? is usually New by Year's far Eve. the busiest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you get more big groups 
Valentine's Day is oh. a lot of two tops. Oh, sure. It's sure. More romantic, sure. So. Yeah, that makes but sense. But it, it's right up there as one of our largest volume days. Of the year. And not everybody should try to come to va- on Valentine's Day. Right. We, we are totally You're booked. You're probably booked, on right? On Valentine's yeah. Day. But we have the weekend before and the days after. Uh, best way to do it is to get online and oh. make a reservation. But you, we also have walk-in tables and... Uh, we have full service menu at the bar, which is walk up. And okay, so Valent- Valentine's is on a Tuesday. What day of the week would probably be the best if you're trying? To- <laughs> if you're trying to catch it on the. <laughs> if weekend? you're trying to do it when it's not crowded, would like Thursday before or Tuesday or Those Monday? Are good Monday days. or yeah, Fridays Wednesday. and Saturdays were always extremely busy. Yeah, but we still have availability on, on the weekends. On Monday, Tuesday, th- well, right. not Tuesday, but Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that and, and on Valentine's Day we do a special menu. We have a pre-fee menu, and that's all we have. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would actually get more flexibility if you went a different day. Yeah. So that would be the plus. Hey, I'm going to ask, you know, you just said you have a specific menu that day. That makes me think a little bit about, have you guys experimented much with recipes and wines and stuff like that? You know, we do that, Dave, on a daily basis. Wow. Good. Uh, We're constantly working on new cocktail recipes, uh, new pizzas. Uh, but also, we're one of the few restaurants that we change our menu all the time. Mm. And so we're always looking at new recipes. What things have gotten harder since the pandemic and what what things are easier? Nothing is easier. <laughs> Everything's been a struggle. It's not been a lot of fun lately. Um, but Even with the rising interest rates and a slight uptick in unemployment, is it still as hard to get workers? It's hard to find good, talented people. You know, you have a certain amount of attrition. You know, people graduate from college and become engineers or teachers or whatever, and you have to replace them. And it's very hard right now to find top-notch, talented people. Hmm. Almost impossible. What about the tips? I know that during the pandemic, I heard from a lot of restaurants that people were very generous. Has that amount that they tip or that percentage changed? Or do they still have it's that It's changed spirit? greatly. I mean, at one point, we, we had one customer that even tipped $10,000 one night. Um, wow. People were That's very, all I have to say people is, were, wow. Yes. I'm just blinking. Yes. People were very generous. Now, the average person is tipping less. My servers aren't getting the tips that they used to get. So percentage-wise, what would that be? Yeah, what has it changed? Well, it's uh, percentage-wise, it's it's down from 20%. So it's more so, like 15 or 18 yeah, or something Yeah, I think pe- like people are, the economy is starting to affect discretionary spending. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody's feeling it, but a lot of people are. Okay, so here's something Dave and I thought was really strange. We do we do a um, survey of all the sit-down restaurants that open and close in a year. And we expected, because stimulus funds were drying up, that we would see more closures. We saw fewer closures and more openings. Yes. I I don't. I mean, that blew I have, me away. I have a couple guesses, but I don't really have a good explanation. Yeah. No, I I don't either. That blew me away. For example, Nation's Restaurant News said that in December, 
52% of all independent restaurants in the United States could not make their December rent payment. So I'm not sure why people are getting into it. I think real estate's maybe a little more available. You you have some real estate that's available. You could in answer Lincoln. that. Yeah. In In Lincoln. Yeah, better some than I spaces could. that yeah. had opened. Right. Yeah. And people tend to be right now giving a little more build out. Things of that nature. Okay. So landlords are helping restaurants fit up their restaurant, right. maybe more than other parts of the country. Or And I, I think you're you're probably right that some of these other restaurants uh, went into an existing space, and that makes it a lot right. less expensive to start your restaurant. I, I wondered, I mean, I want to think that Lincoln had this culture of, I'm going to support my local restaurant. I I think we saw a lot of that. You know, very, very I don't know how you prove very feelings like that, but, you know, was that maybe part We of felt it? that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We felt a lot of people joined our tribe, the Momo tribe, that hadn't before, and so that's really a good thing. And then, again, I don't really know why so many opened, other than we had a little bit of the food truck thing, maybe, you know, where... I've done this truck yeah. thing, and I want some brick and mortar. I, and that may go back to exactly what you said, which was there were some older buildings that they Well, and I also think some into. people have decided not to work the traditional job anymore, that during the pandemic they said, I, I want to work for myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always kind of a mistake. So many restaurants fail in the first year and in the first five years. But it's it's an industry that... People, uh, their grandmother had a good recipe, and they think they can get in the restaurant business. <laughs> you you never see anybody getting in the radio business that doesn't have any radio experience, if you know what I mean. Right. And this right. happens a lot in the restaurant. But everybody business. thinks they can cook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. People ask me about, oh, you know, you should, you know, invest in restaurants. I go, that is a tough business. There's yeah. just a lot of moving pieces there. Yeah. That I don't think people appreciate if they've never been in the business. And right. you got to have a business mind, you yeah. know, all the ordering, and yeah. you got to be smart about your ordering and all those other exactly. things. Exactly. And we well, get people who are chefs and who aren't business people sometimes. Yeah. And that happens a lot in restaurants, and the restaurants yeah. fail because they're great cooks, but they don't know how to run a restaurant. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's a there's bus- so much more to it. It's yeah. a business. It is. Uh, fun stuff. You, we've been talking with Tony Benelli from Momo's Pizza. Um, he suggests that you go on a weekday around the holiday. Um, coming up next, we're going to have Roger Frank in. He's going to talk about rehearsing for your retirement. How in the world would you rehearse? What is he talking about? We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Broadcast House is on the move to different space. Contact Dave Albers of the Albers Company or my company, Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, to get information if you would like to own a building right smack on O Street. And this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Charter Title. How much do you need to live on? Imagine if you could preview your retirement in advance. There's a way that you can financially and mentally. And we're going to ask Roger Frank about this from Frank Financial Concept, because a lot of us sort of dread thinking about things like this, and we all know we should. How are you doing today, Roger? 
I'm doing pretty good. Hi, Robin and Dave, and thanks again for having me on the show. Yeah. You know, Robin, you're you're exactly right. Uh, we've had this conversation with clients through the years, and and you know, I think if you kind of pretend, if you will, uh, that you're retired for a month or two, and I think the first process is that you want to draw up a retirement budget, maybe live on it for one or two months. Um, you know, to draw drop that budget, maybe you want to. Uh, uh, start with your essential expenses, maybe the ga- uh, gas, groceries, utilities, mortgage, and so forth. And then maybe add in that discretionary expenses. Maybe it's Starbucks or maybe it's a dinner out with your spouse or your significant other. I think that what, it, what you'll find is it'll reveal that maybe you can live on less than you're currently spending. And then I think the next step for that process is to look at your income sources. Uh, maybe it's Social Security benefits uh, or a retirement plan. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have a pension still, maybe it's a pension check. Um, investment income, I, I think you need to look at it. It needs to be in the mix. Uh, so make sure that you're working with a financial professional, especially on that pension check, to determine how you want to take that money uh, out of that pension uh, account. But then try living off of maybe what that level of monthly income and expenses look like for a few months and see if it's either barely covering your uh, expenses or if you have plenty, then you'll be in pretty good shape. But if it's barely covering those expenses, maybe you want to take a look at maybe making some changes uh, to your uh, expenses. What else should we do to rehearse, quote unquote, this this uh, situation that is going to come to most yeah. people. Yeah, I think another step is is take a look at your bank accounts and your savings accounts and find out how much cash you have on hand. You know, starting retirement with a what I call a strong cash position provides that insulation from emergencies or maybe a market downturn. So the possibility of a bear market certainly is here. I mean, we kind of lived one through last year in 22. So take a look at your retirement cash position and see how that interacts with your portfolio. And if you need to revisit any of your portfolio allocations, uh, do that as well. And then take a second look at your projected monthly income. Uh, You know, the question is, is will it be consistent? And for instance, if you do have that pension, you know, maybe you look at what that monthly income looks like if you activate the pension, or if your employer allows you to do a lump sum pension buyout, uh, I would visit with your financial professional to make sure that you're making the right decision if you want to take that money out of the uh, out of the buyout. Yeah. Well, and one good thing is is Medicare, and th- this helps a lot of people. Yeah, it really does. Uh, you know, once you get to your 65th birthday, maybe a few months before, a few months after, uh, jump on Medicare.gov, sign up for Medicare. And if you do sign up before your birthday, then Medicare will start uh, the first day of your birthday month. If you wait until after the 65th birthday, then you'll have to wait uh, for the coverage to begin before it starts um, for you. But Medicare is certainly a bonus. Uh, So kind of wrapping it up, you know, rehearsing for retirement can be insightful if you do it the right way. Some new retirees Sometimes leave work abruptly. Maybe it's a health issue or they were uh, let go. Um, So take a look at that. Your financial and lifestyle may be disrupted because of that. But as you want to make a smooth transition from uh, working to retirement, take a look at these 
ideas and make sure that you're, you know, test driving it before you're uh, retired to see if it all works. Well, thank you for that, Roger. Good advice, Roger. You're Thanks welcome. Again. Yeah. And have a good week, okay? You too. Roger Frank is a registered representative of Insecurities Securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through BFC Planning, Inc., Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I'm a client of Roger, and I'm not being compensated. Thanks again, Roger. Thank you. Have a good week. After the break, our friend Bruce Boyer will be in from the Chamber of Commerce to tell us what state legislative bills might affect our business. We'll be back after this. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Did you know that Evan Williams from Twitter is from Clarks, Nebraska and attended UNL? And did you know that Mitch Lowe of Netflix used to come and work on his grandparents' farm in Nebraska many years ago? Uh, useless trivia, but very fun trivia for you here at noon on the Grow Lincoln Show. Uh, this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnan, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. With us in the studio, we wanted an update on the 2023 state legislature and how this might affect business. We want to welcome to the show Bruce Boyer from Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy New Year, guys. It's great to be with you. Yes. Um, well, let's start with the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, of course, everyone knows you guys do ribbon cuttings of businesses, and we are always looking for news of businesses opening and moving around Lincoln. So share with us what you've been up to Absolutely lately. Absolutely happy to oblige. We recently had a ribbon cutting for Branch Oak Observatory. That's Branched Oak. Uh, it's a family-friendly sky park offering interactive educational experiences, including the only public SATCOM array, allowing you to get this, guys, allowing you to contact and speak with the International Space Station. You can do that? A branch show? No kidding. Isn't that amazing? Like, uh, like on what day of the week do you go? Yeah. <laughs> what time do you have to get up to go talk to I'm them? I'm not sure about that. You'll have to call them, but uh, that is amazing. I didn't know uh, that. So that's located at uh, their address is actually 14300 Northwest 98th Street, Raymond, Nebraska, 20 miles northwest of downtown Lincoln near Branched Oak Lake. Uh, also, wow. we were at, out at Northwestern Mutual. Northwestern Mutual has actually been in Lincoln, the, the Lincoln community since 1864, before Nebraska was even a state, helping families and businesses reach their financial goals. The, goals. Their new location is at 8333 Glen Oaks. That's just on the southwest corner of 84th and Glen Oaks near Rock and Joe Coffee. Uh, Coffee. You know yeah, where I'm so talking about So they have yeah. been yeah. in Lincoln yeah. since 1864. Maybe they operated under different names. We yeah. are always looking for who who's the oldest company. Right. right. That, that's this gotta, one has to be it. It's got to be in the running. Oh, yeah. it has to be. Yeah. So, but I'm sure you're right that it, they've probably gone through different iterations of. Yeah, because it numbers. hasn't come up whenever people throw that out on social media. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to check into that. Also, uh, if you're hungry, Qdoba Mexican Eats. Uh, they are a fast, casual restaurant that provides Mexican inspired food crafted with contemporary ingredients. There's a new uh, Qdoba out at 2900 copper ridge drive that's near 27th and yankee hill out by my place i have to give a shout out to james Beringer over at the nebraska chamber because i got a call uh from james saying hey talk to jeff jeff called us and we told him uh hey you 
got to definitely be a part of the Lincoln Chamber. So, oh, so yeah, Kajoba some great joined. collaboration with uh, the Nebraska Chamber. And now and we I'm do getting hungry. Too. I have not had lunch, <laughs> exactly. and that is right on my path. After there you this. go. It's really close to me too. <laughs> yeah. So I'll meet you over there. Uh, and finally, we had uh, ribbon cutting at Rena Center. Uh, and, of course, Rena Center is an industry leader with a mission to improve the quality of life for their customers by offering access to furniture, appliances, and electronics. They're at 4451 North 26th Street, Suite 1000. That's right behind the IHOP over on North 27th. So I remember yeah. one time a few years ago I used them to stage a vacant house that yeah. we were trying to sell. Great. Yeah. I bet they get that a lot, too. Yeah. So we welcome those members or just the new activity that they're doing, and it's always fun to go out there for ribbon cuttings. What are the state legislature bills that you are watching that would probably have the most chance of getting through and would impact business, either plus or minus? Yeah, so this past week, we uh, had what we call Megasite Monday. Uh, Our president, Jason Ball, was in testifying on behalf of us, the Omaha Chamber and the state chamber, on the need to put quite a bit of money, and and the state does have a lot of money right now. Our cash reserve is up over $2 billion, but really have an investment in a mega site strategy. This is, uh, they kind of have branded it the multi-metro mega site, but it's also for rural sites as well. I mean, that's a little bit smaller mega site when you're talking rural Nebraska. And in rural Nebraska, we had some testifiers, including Jason. And Jason did just an awesome job explaining this because he has been, you know, he has done this work in Kansas, in South Dakota, in Texas, where they are a lot more aggressive about having mega sites ready to go. And a mega site would be an extremely large or over a thousand acres. And with yeah. a lot of infrastructure yes. Being, for businesses to come. So, yes. Maybe we might use the term shovel ready. Yes, a lot that's of perfect. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And you'd have to have things in place, that, especially if this is agricultural, that aren't cheap. You know, right. sewer, right. wastewater, all, all the infrastructure. Roads. You got it. You got it. That's the, that's the expensive part. Right. So we have a site and building development fund in Nebraska that we've had for a while, but we've never really put the amount of money that you need to have in there. We're asking for $180 million over the next two years. I know it sounds huge, but again, reminding everyone that the state has a cash reserve of over $2 billion. Even with the investments that the governor is talking about, we'll still end up at the end of the two-year budget cycle the next two-year budget cycle with over uh, $1.6 billion. And then when you add in some different uh, funds that they have at the state, I th- again, I think we maintain that reserve. So, again, That's even great. with the more money that they want to put into education, so we think this is a very good investment. We think, you think we can do both. Yes, absolutely. We can do both. And these are you know, this is essentially a table stakes to get into this game. Yeah. We're not in this game right now. And these are... These are huge opportunities and huge projects. We have to be prepared for them. Hmm. So that was Megasite Monday. And then we had what we call Tourism Tuesday. I'm going to keep it with this theme here. Uh, and Tourism th- uh, Tuesday, we had Jeff Mall from yes. Visit Lincoln. Now, uh, you might know it as CVB, but we've rebranded that, Visit Lincoln. Uh, he had led off with a tremendous uh, testimony on 
our request of the state to put some money into a convention center and, and, and accelerate that process for Lincoln. As you guys probably know, we've we've had uh, a study done by Convention Sports and Leisure of feasibility, and then they had a follow-up study. Both of these studies are on the Visit Lincoln website, but it, it says really, in essence, we've got we're serving about 30% of the market that we have potential for. So we can definitely handle a convention center. It draws more people here. It draws more revenue here. It helps the state. It helps the city. And that's something that's been talked about a yes. lot recently we're, in particular. We're really hoping to get some state interest and investment in this. And, of course, it'll take some, some local investment, I don't think too, I'd, public private partnership. I don't think I'd heard that. 30%. Yeah. That we're missing 70% right. of the. Yeah. Wow. So. And there's, I know there's a few convention centers, center doubters out there. And that would be the kind of information they sure. need to hear. Sure. So. Just like Pinnacle Bank Arena. They, we had people and probably still do, but Pinnacle Bank Arena, we just heard a report from one of the JPA members that said that they, their schedule for their debt service is so far beyond where they thought they would, I think. It was like they are at the point in paying off their debt and receiving, you know, debt service. They they thought they were going to be at about ten years from now. Wow! So it's it's really incredible. I think there are just amazing opportunities for Lincoln. You guys know this. So we if Lincoln puts go, go, go. its head to it, we yes. are able to make these yeah. things. I have to give a shout out to we had folks from Lan- Lancaster Event Center. So it isn't sure. this bill is also. We're putting in a request for the uh, convention center project, but also putting in a request for money for Lancaster Event Center. I think there's seven million there for that, and then also another uh, uh, venue that's in the county. It's actually probably could end up going to Branch Oak Branched Oak Observatory. And we had Matt from Branched Oak uh, at the test uh, at the hearing. Did tremendous testimony too. So we had a have, really good hearing in did front of banking. Did you have a chit chat with the space station then? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he should have done that. Oh, that would be great. Let's circle back to that. Yeah, yeah. put a pin in that point there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, kind of sticking with the theme of last week of you know different days, we had tax cut Tuesday or excuse me, tax cut Thursday. So we had Brian Clintworth from. Uh, a local accounting and advisors firm um, come in and testify on our behalf and did a tremendous job uh, on the governor's tax cut proposals. And, and Senator Von Gillern also has some. And Senator, of course, Luann Linehan, the, the chair of the Revenue Committee. We have been on income tax and property tax relief for the last several years. Uh, the senators and former Governor Ricketts, now Senator Ricketts, have done a tremendous job. And our economy just keeps being so strong and resilient. Like I said, the uh, you know the the cash reserve is just very strong. We can do this. We can get our we're we're project you know the projections projections under these bills. Uh, the main bill LB seven fifty four is to get our top income tax rate down to three point nine nine by twenty twenty seven, and we think we can do it. I mean, right. it, it, and they're taking a you know somewhat a, a conservative approach by just doing it in a stair-step manner and doing it over the years, not just all in one fell swoop. Well, thanks for watching for us what is going on at it's the our state pleasure. legislature. Yeah. We don't have it's the our time. job. We don't have the time, yeah. but this right. is what your local chamber does is watch these things. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why we need you. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. We have even more news like that for you 
We'll be back in a second. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Take a picture of buildings you see that are under construction, but you don't know what they are. Send it to us on Twitter or Facebook. We'll research it for you. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln and Sarder Heyman Jewelers. One of our sponsors is Baylor Law Firm. They are doing a big remodel in the Wells Fargo building downtown, which is very near Sarder Heyman, which who was in earlier in our show talking Correct. about Valentine's gift buying and Sarder Heyman talked about, you know, that building being such a premier location. Um, they merged with Tannehill or merged Wolf. with with Wolf Law Firm and renamed it Baylor, Evan, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. Correct. So it only stands to reason they might have a little bit of remodeling to do if, yeah. they, if they merged. $720,000 worth of remodeling. Maybe probably. that was not a little. Maybe that was a lot. <laughs> pretty good Pretty good sized remodel job there. Uh, hey, we've got a lot of stuff south, Rob. A lot of so South Lincoln news. Why don't we, we start off uh, over at 14th and Yankee Hill? Yes, you discovered a building permit at 14th and Yankee Hill. I did. This was uh, technically it's 8245 Cody Drive, and it's Victress, which is a women's boutique for fitness. This building permit was for $150,000. They are. Um, they have been out in that area for quite a long time. I put them in out there, so they must be, you know... Yeah, changing their image here. Yeah, just moving around a little bit. Uh, on on seventieth, uh, well, it's seventeen ten South Seventieth, Lincoln Surgical Hospital is going to construct a two-story addition for surgery equipment, and this goes to show you, Robin, how much money it takes just to for a surgical facility. One and a half million dollars. So this is over near Clock Tower Shopping Center. Correct. Yep. Uh, where most people would think of it is as the 70th and 8th. The Street. I place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another uh, building permit that popped up, Robin, at 3839 Hohen Drive, and most people would think of this as the area at 40th and Yankee Hill. Uh, there is already a Dillon self-storage there. They're doing some more buildings. Uh, self-storage must be a pretty good business these days, Robin, because they're looking at $1.5 million. Well, if I was to look cat-a-corner diagonal across the intersection and see all the apartments Chateau is building. Right. My gosh. <laughs> have you, have oh, you yes. driven by there? Oh, yes. Boy, that's a lot of apartments coming in. Brand new construction. So now that... Um, that now, is one big apartment building that's It's huge. Up. And for those who don't get down there that much, um, Dramamine Hill Road had been closed, <laughs> Yankee Hill Road, because it's got, as I was telling Jack on his show, 
nine roundabouts. Right. <laughs> from there until 84th Street. I've never Street. counted them, Robin. I just drive them. I literally all did. The time. I had to do it. You know what? By the second or third time, I had to count on my fingers because I was losing track. Because <laughs> I'm a I'm a Cooper Y member, and I take that path. And if you count the Cooper Y, then it's ten. Yeah. Well. But yeah, if you, but if I, again, okay, so back to the self-storage, if I was sitting over there looking at those apartments coming in, I'd build an addition too. (laughs) I think he's doing the right thing. Well, and there's other, there's other apartments that have recently been built in that area too. There's going to be, yeah. And there's more slated. Yeah. And there's townhomes. Yeah. There's lots of reasons to need self-storage. 14th and Old Cheney Road, Scooters Coffee is doing a remodel there. And they have done a lot of growing. A lot of people don't know they've got 33 stores in Lincoln, but they also have expanded to Oklahoma City. That's part of the 33. Um, when they count up all of the employees in their stores, they've got 700 employees. That's team members, they yes, call them. Team members. Yes. Um, that's a, quite a success story. That you know, is. Yeah. That, that's impressive. And yeah. uh, I mean, and I mentioned this on Jack's show. I go, as you can see, most overnight sensations take about 15 years. That was a good observation because they have been at this since the 2000s. Well, yeah, the, 2005. The, the late, yeah, I was going to say the mid to late 2000s. They, you know, took the deep breath and opened the second location. So, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it, they've, they've, done, they've done very well. Robin, you had another... Uh, closing but doing appointment uh, facility. Really good bike shop, um, you know, and I, I can see how it would be easy to not know this during ice cold temperatures. <laughs> so if you're thinking of taking your bike in there for a tune-up this weekend or next week when the, the warm air ever comes, not there anymore. That was over near 16th an old Cheney So they're going to do appointments? Is that right? Um, this is what I was told, but what we know for sure is that the storefront is closed. Okay. All right. I just didn't know what the situation was there. And uh, we had uh, Janet uh, Travis Miller asked a question uh, for us. She said, what is going on in the east side where the Knowles restaurant was? The trees are almost gone. Um, going through the city council right now, where the building and the pool used to be, that's a mixed-use development. There would be some retail and office right along Old Cheney Road. And then in the back, there would be upscale villas in the $750,000 price range. Uh, that's that's uh There's some pricing. money. Yeah. Uh, also, commercial uh, broker Kathy Cotwitz announced that First Day Vinyl Records is opened at 7301 South 27th, and that's near the South 27th Super Saver. You know, one of the neighbors, there's a, and now I'm forgetting the name, there's a bar next door that caters to that age group. That's such a perfect, those two are good neighbors for each other. Well, you're making those motions at me like, Robin, you probably better hurry up. Are we kind of out of time, Mr. Dave? We're kind of out of time. Okay, well, that's all for Grow Lincoln this week. Thanks a lot. And send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. (laughs) 